When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Fisher Nahida. And I'm DeFi 250 And this is PvP Corner, the PvP podcast that is buying a round trip to Peoria for the regionals. DeFi, how are you? Well. <laughs> I asked that knowing full well what the answer would be. I've been sick. I've been out sick from work. But I'm here, people. I am here recording yeah. the podcast. Um, and you will hear me. You probably you might not hear me, but I'm gonna mute my microphone click every time i have to do like a hacking cough but i'm ready <laughs> to talk a little bit about pvp this week yeah you mentioned nyquil um like we don't have nyquil in australia what is that oh it's like a strong um it's kind of it's a brand of cough and cold medicine that is kind of known for like it's nighttime so okay. nye is for nighttime and it's meant yep. to kind of knock you out while you sleep like it very much induces drowsiness. We do have a brand called Codril, which is meant to be like uh, cold and flu relief. It's meant to like shorten the length of your uh, cold symptoms, and uh, there, like there, there are pills that you take during the day and during the night. But it sounds like a little like that one's specifically designed for nighttime, is it? Yep. And then like they came, they made a day quill. Okay. <laughs> <to go. laughs> But it's separate. So yeah, okay. Powerful max strength. This is this is now an advertisement for Vix. <laughs> it it comes from Vix, like Vix vapor rub. Yeah, we have like Vix. The, okay, yeah. So it's, um, I believe it's owned by Vix. Um, so Nyquil yeah, right. is the powerful max strength, coughing, sneezy, stuffy nose, minor body pain, sinus congestion, sinus pressure, sore throat, headache, fever, um, symptom relief. So we need to send that meant. off to Chris and Carl so they can put that as an ad at the front of the show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so now you can get um both. I believe it started as just NyQuil. Yeah. Um, and then they added DayQuil later. But All it right. very much induces drowsiness. <laughs> it's, meant, <laughs> it's meant for you to sleep. Okay, yeah. Um. So not needed for me. I've never had trouble sleeping. No fish. Not once. No not once have you ever had trouble sleeping. <laughs> not even when it's time to record the podcast on a Wednesday evening. I, to be fair, I did wake up when the alarm went off. Uh-huh. Then, then I went back to sleep again. and that, But then I woke up again pr- pretty soon. It was less than an hour. It was less than an hour after <laughs> you were set to be here recording with me. And I'm just sitting here wait wonder i'm like man i wonder if he's you know it's hard because like my husband mentioned as i was sitting upstairs kind of like i wonder if he's gonna wake up like i should be able to have like a remote control to your alarm and i only get to push (laughs) the button once a week like i get one button press 
every week. Yeah. But when yeah. I want to push the button, I have it. Maybe I'll wear like a like a an electric shock wristwatch or something. And again, only once I only need it once a week. Yeah. Just <laughs> Sir. <laughs> All right, listeners, let's go ahead and start breaking down that global uh, battle yes, league. The what podcast. we came here for, the podcast. Fish was was very late today though. I've been later. You've been later. (laughs) We started, what, 20 minutes later than normal? Yeah. Yeah. He was late, though. (laughs) Um, All right. How was UBL this week, Fish? Master League and Psychic Cup. I take it you played Master... Or I take... Yeah, I take it you played Master League, right? No. Psychic Cup. 100%? Yeah? No. uh, Absolutely not. (laughs) One of these weeks. Um, uh, So the first two days of Psychic Cup, I went up 400 points. Then I kind of plateaued off but uh for those first two days i could not lose so i'm well into veteran i peaked at like 6 26 29 i think uh and i'm at that level where i'm like starting to face like famous names so i i've, I've been matched up against like nessa beaton who was the finalist at euic in 2023 uh, faced against vroom vroom pow who was the former Silf World champ uh, faced against Dunebug97, who uh, has won a regional as well, was a world qualifier last uh, at the last Worlds. So I'm, I'm at that ELO, but like I said, I've kind of peed it off, and so I need to like work out how to get the train on the roll again. That makes sense. I've played a little bit of Psychic Cup. Um, I'm running a team of... Galarian Rapidash, Victini, and Galarian Slow King. I like Slow King. I like it a lot. Yeah. It's, it's very really fun. good. It can overcome Malamar. Like the matchup against Malamar is very difficult, but uh, Malamar will go down to one Shadow Ball, a Surf, and a couple of Hexes in between. So if you can get up an energy lead or if you've got a shield in hand, and you can just take a foul play as well. So, uh, like, if worst comes to worst, you can kind of let that go through and survive on just, like, in the red and KO with the surf. Yeah. And you know what Pokemon I've been seeing quite a bit? Claydol, Niantic's favorite Pokemon. Favorite <laughs> Pokemon of Niantic. I've been seeing quite a bit with Scorching Sands. Uh, people yeah. have been enjoying it. And it works really well to counter the teams that are using Galarian Slowbro and Slow King, uh, having mm-hmm. the mud slap and having those ground type moves. Also, Victini, like, does not like getting fast the mud slap fast attack. No, not a fan at all. Um, but also seeing that, like, this is why this is why Niantic keeps boosting Claydol. <laughs> it'll get it'll get its day eventually. I have seen people overuse Scorching Sands though. Like, I, I haven't come across too many claydol thankfully but when they do they always build up to seven mud slaps which is 56 energy and that's enough for a shadow ball and they always 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 go scorching sands they're just really really anchoring for that debuff well it's fun yeah sure but might not be the smartest play when i'm when i've got no shields left that's true that's just go the shadow ball yeah that's fair well, with that, oh, there was one thing I wanted to do, Fish. So I am currently sitting at rank 19. Oh, uh, Elo reveal live on, on air? 
Um, not quite. Uh. But I was going to share my wins and my battles with you. Uh-huh. And then people can comment in Discord. People can maybe just let us know. But I want to hear your guess. What do you think my ELO is going to be? Um, I will still have five battles to complete. Yeah. Uh, but you can know, like, my current wins and battles. So I only have to do the five battles. So mm-hmm. that shouldn't adjust your guess very much. Yep. I'm cur- Ready? Yep. I'm currently 113 for 175. 113 mm-hmm. for 175. And what was your ending ELO last season? <laughs> uh, 2369. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I think it'll be somewhere around the 2000 mark. What was I when I got my ELO? Hang on. I was, I was like 21 something. I was I was 2064, so that's pretty low. And I think I had a, a closing ELO last season of, it was in the 2400s. So yeah, I think you've got a slightly higher win rate this season than what I did when I got my ELO. So I'm, I'm going to say that that'll balance it out. You did hit ELO a little bit after me, so I think that might affect it as well. I have no proof of this. It's just a suspicion. I'm going to guess uh, 2012. All right, 2012. You heard it here, and I'll share <laughs> what my ELO reveal was next week. Excellent. Something fun. Yeah, yeah. Also idea. fun so. is the Open Great League, which is coming up in a couple of days for us. Uh, September 22nd to the 29th is going to be Great League and Psychic Cup. We mentioned the Open Great League rankings last week. Metacham, Carbank, Registeel, Licky, Tongue, uh, Shadow and Regular Swampert, Shadow and Regular Glagar, Shadow Polyrath, Steelix, Shadow Machamp for some reason, and Chrysalia. All right, so I take it. Are you going to switch then, do you think, to great open Great League, or are you going to stay Psychic Cup, do you think? Well, that's a good question. I'm, I'm really torn between, like, uh, if I if I stick with Psychic Cup, there's a chance I could be expert by the end of that rotation. Um, if I go to Great League, then I'll most likely drop ELO. Now, I have to kind of make that decision, as I've done many times over the over the past seasons, how much do I care about my ELO? <laughs> do I <laughs> do I want to try and get to expert before, you know, dropping again <laughs> um, in, in other leagues, or do I just want to keep practicing with Great League? I have an update for you, Fish. Um, PV Poke actually updated everything today, so the rankings were shuffled a little bit. Oh, okay. Because uh, the ranking list was updated since last week. He updated a bunch of things, I think. He updated... Top performers. Let's go ahead and reveal the actual new rankings for PV Poke for Open Great League. Top is the same, Metacham and Carbink. Then Lickitung comes in number three. Shadow and regular Gygar comes in next. Registeel. Shadow and regular Swampert. Shadow Polyrath. Steelix. Galarian Stunfisk. And Sableye. So knocks Shadow Machamp out of there. Which makes sense because it didn't make sense to me why it was so far, far, um, far up. It's down to number eighteen. The most interesting thing to me, the one that stands out the most, is the Galarian Stunfisk still being up there because, like, it has dropped out of 
contention in the play Pokemon usage. Like there is like G Fisk is nowhere to be seen in play Pokemon tournaments at the moment. I agree, which is kind of wild. Yeah. Because I still like people are favoring Registeel more a little bit and also um Shadow Alone and Sandslash and mm-hmm. some others. But like I like Stunfisk. I like that you have a bait move and a nuke as opposed to um Registeel where it's just all nuke yeah, moves all, all the time. All nukes, only nukes. Hey, I heard you like nukes. It's the worst. But imagine <laughs> if Registeel had a bait move. It would be awful. <laughs> Hydro cannon, zap cannon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. no, like imagine if it had like, like Aqua Tail. Like imagine if it could bait moves. That would be terrible. It would take um, over the meta. Imagine if it was a debuffing t- uh, bait move. So like Icy Wind. Icy zap Wind. Cannon. Oh no. <laughs> Mystical Fire Zap Cannon. Awful. <laughs> Awful. Don't give Niantic any ideas. <laughs> uh, just give it Boom Burst. Now that's fine. That's a. <laughs> no, I honestly, I don't know about the typing, but uh, I've, I've mentioned before on the podcast. Boom Burst is one of the highest damage per energy moves in the game now. So, like, if it may be a genuine improvement to Registeel if it got it. <laughs> oh, we don't. You'll have to run the Sims. Yeah. Somebody yeah. do the math. Do the math. <laughs> um, like, Focus Blast has the benefit of being, like, super effective against a lot of very handy things. And Zap Cannon, of course, gives you the debuff. So I'm not sure what you'd replace, but Boom Burst with, uh, with Lock-On, very, very handy. All right. So... After Great League and Psychic Cup next week, then or this upcoming week, then we have the Ultra League and Sunshine Cup. Yeah, so the Sunshine Cup is a Great League Cup that allows normal fire, grass, and ground types with Charizard banned. The top 10 on PV Poke is Pidgeot, Rufflet. That's not a typo. That is an XL Rufflet in second. You're asking me and I'm trying to blow my nose. But yes. <laughs> um, so no, not a typo. It is Pidgeot followed by XL Rufflet running Wing Attack, Brave Bird, and Aerial Ace. I think we found the culprit. The culprit is Aerial Ace. <laughs> um, Gligar, Shadow, and Regular. Vigoroth, Double, Victini. Shadow and Regular, Abomasnow. Glyscore, XL Staravia, Noctow, and Swellow. And the Stravia can be Shadow or Regular. That's wild to me. The sh- what's the Stravia running? It's running Wing Attack, Brave Bird, and Aerial Ace, just like the Rufflet. Which means that, like, it, it, it probably there's no reason to run Stravia if you've got the Rufflet, unless you're running ABB <laughs> Stravia and Rufflet. And I don't know why you're running Rufflet or a Staravia if you have Pidgeot. Uh, good point. I mean... Uh, Rufflet and Staravia, I guess, are more meme-worthy. That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. And I guess, like, they would function a little bit differently because Pidgeot has uh, higher energy moves. It has the Feather Dance instead of the Aerial Ace. I mean, Pidgeot can learn Aerial Ace, but it relies more on the the combination of debuffing and nuking. I think Ice just seems like it could do so well here. Like, anything that has an ice-type move. Yeah, because there's a lot of flies up the top. So Abomasnow seems like it'll be really popular to break that up. Steelix as well, it's further down the list. 
But having a steel type to break up some of these flyers, too, could be interesting. Mill tank is further down the list with rollout to hit. So I think countering some of the flyers is going to be important. Yeah. But then uh, and th- this is a very common thing we go through. It's like flyer, anti-flyer, and anti-anti-flyer. So you like, what would you bring to counter the anti-flyers? So something like a Swampert can beat the, uh, can beat the, the Steelixes of the world. You know what else can beat Steelix? Gligar and Gligar. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So Gligar could take your role of the flyer and anti anti flyer, or just run ABB Gligar and Gliscor. Let's go, let's do it. Yeah, you can do and that. Just be super weak to ice in the back, <laughs> but then have like Blaziken in the front. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or Obscune, maybe McChicken. McKick and <laughs> chicken. McKick and chicken. Um, next up, the 6th to 13th of October, we have all three open leagues. And during that, the 7th to 8th of October, we have Go Battle Weekend. 200 battles, DeFi. 200 battles. That's almost enough. Not quite, though. <laughs> 201. <laughs> kind of like the 101 Dalmatians. 100 Dalmatians wasn't enough. You needed 101. Yeah, totally. Uh, so that is GBL for the next few weeks. Let's move on to our play Pokemon section. We just had Barcelona happening, DeFi, and <laughs> look, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm still halfway through seeing watching day two of Pittsburgh, so I haven't even started with Barcelona yet. So DeFi, you're going to have to take it from here. All right, Fish, I haven't had a chance to watch the finals yet, but I watched a lot of day one. Their set is beautiful. It's a beautiful set piece with a stage, and uh, it was just gorgeous. So it was hard not to just gush over the beautiful set piece and stage. However, I did pay attention to some of the battles. Let's talk about the day two one specifically. So Zijwilis came in from the winner side of the bracket. He beat Tomahawk UK two to zero. He then lost to Potomon in the winner's finals. Had to go down to the loser's finals. Beat Tomahawk again. This time did it three to one. That brought him back up to the grand finals where he had to play Potomon again. So the only two opponents that Zijwilis faced on day two were Potomon and Tomahawk. So your grand finals, uh, Potomon's coming in from the winner's side. So to win it, Zijwilis has to beat him in two bests of five. And does so. Beats him 3-2 and then 3-1. So just on day two, I believe they played 14 battles, Zijwilis and Potomon, which is incredible. But Zijwilis came out of this on the other end of Victorious with a Pelipper on his team. Pelipper being his flyer. The rest of the team we've seen quite a bit before. Metacham, Shadow Alolan Sandslash, and Lickitung being very common. The Shadow Venusaur is an interesting pick, as well as Sableye. We haven't seen, I think, as many Sableyes in competitive play, but maybe they'll make more of an appearance now. Yeah, it's been previously held back uh, by the prevalence of Lickitung. Lickitung being, uh, I think I've said it before, the best Pokemon in Great League right now for me. Um, it's, It's... just the, its usage is going to rise and rise and rise. And I think that that's what's been stopping Sableye from being a thing. But it's just such a good Metacham counter, such a good uh, Defense Deoxys counter, and really good against a, a few other things in the meta as well. So 
yeah, totally, totally a valid pick and we could see a resurgence of it. All right. And other Pokemon that I want to shout out from the Barcelona special event, uh, Potoman bringing a Dugong and a Gligar and a Defense Deoxys and taking second place, walking home with a bunch of championship points. Tomahawk UK bringing a Mantine. And in addition to a lantern, so running do- that double water, as well as a Diggersby and a Superior. So some very fun picks on that team. Maxi bringing an Umbreon and a Frostlass. So really fun picks there. Christian ZZ running a Shadow Dragonite, perhaps an homage to a Dodge coming off of his win in Pittsburgh. Um, Maddie Z, uh, S123, also ran a Frostlass which is really fun. So, and also uh, Maxi P brought the superior to just like hot pocket dig in Pittsburgh. There is, I just love how healthy this meta looks. It's just Mm. lots of different, there's a variety of Pokemon. And I really, really appreciate that after seeing top cut teams in North America last season, that all just seemed to look the same. Uh, Tomahawk's team looking very, very similar to Hot Pocket's team from Pittsburgh. I remember Hot Pocket brought the Diggersby, the Superior, and the Mantine. Um, trying to remember if those other three picks, the A-slash, the Lantern, or the Metacham. I, I mean, surely you would have had Metacham, right? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, so, well, yeah. not necessarily. Def- two people brought Defense Deoxys in Pittsburgh. Was Hot Pocket one of them? <laughs> I'm not sure, but you say surely notes. Metacham... And I nay nay, it doesn't have to be Metacham because well I think there was only one trainer that made top cut that didn't have Metacham. Two, and it was two. A, uh, wasn't the usage in top cut like eighty five point something percent? Doesn't that mean one out of eight didn't bring it? And I've got it here. I've I've gone back through our notes. Where Dodge didn't bring Metacham, uh, everyone else brought Metacham. I thought there were two Defense Deoxys in Top Cut. Not that I could see, no. Bomber. I was excited. <laughs> I thought there were... Or were there two teams that didn't run Metacham? No. That's lame. We've got Lapras Logan, Andrew Menjares, Nighttime Clasher, Lyle Jeffs, Magic Mason, and Hoffman, Hot Pocket, all ran Metacham. Lame. <laughs> but clearly Defense Deoxys is the answer, because that is what Wadaj ran. Currently, that's I've, I've got the Deoxys in my team instead of the Metacham. Subject subject to change, but yeah, currently that's what I'm looking at. All right. And what you're looking at, we'll get to that event very soon. But this weekend, I don't think you're talking about in Curitiba, Brazil, September 23rd to 24th. I'm actually participating in Curitiba. <laughs> I've uh, got my plane ticket. I'm ready to go. I'm going to take on all those Brazilians. Good luck with that, Fish. Thank you. Really, really looking forward to it. I think Fish is only going to Curitiba in his dreams, in his imagination. I'll go there uh, one day, But you Diva. too, one day. But you, tr- listener, dear listener, can watch the Curitiba <laughs> stream. It's going to be not on the official channel, but on the Copeg Twitch channel. They tweeted out. Um, some information they're going to have some commentators uh they're going to stream a little bit of all three games so i'm very interested to see how that is going to go again that is this weekend september 23rd to 24th and we have upcoming events peoria 
uh, in Illinois in the U.S., October 6th to the 8th, Sacramento, California, October 13th to the 15th, Lille, October 21st to the 22nd, and Toronto in Canada, October 27th to 29th. That's all for October. November is pretty light. Other than LAIC, we only have Jinansk and Brisbane being the two November events. And I take it, Fish, your Defense Deoxys is currently on your roster for Brisbane. Yes, that's right. So no Sableyes, please. Uh, Sableye new meta. All right. <laughs> we do have a bit of a mailbag. So we had a post in the GoCast podcast Discord server, which is an awesome benefit for patrons. It's a good way to quickly get a question to us if you don't want to send an email or DM us a, a question. You can put it in the PvP questions channel on the Discord. Best dollar that I spend ever. <laughs> and he, Lachlan asked if we could explain the ELO system to help people understand the point system that goes into GBL. So ELO is a, uh, well, for a start, like I should explain, we do call the GBL rating system an ELO. From what I can read, it doesn't exactly exactly resemble an elo it's very very close but not exactly so elo was a system invented in chess to rate the skill of chess players and so uh invented by a guy called arpad elo uh it basically gives players an average number and then if they win their number goes up if they lose their number goes down the amount that they're elo number will go up or down is dependent on the strength of the player that they've just faced so for example if your elo is at 1000 and you face someone who's at 1200 then if they beat you then their number goes up a little bit because like according to the number system it determines that, you know, the person at 1,200 should probably beat the person at 1,000. So the number just goes up a little bit and their numbers differ by the same amount. So if the person on 1,200 goes up 15 points, say, to 1,215, then the person at 1,000 will go down exactly the same amount. If the person at 1,000 were to beat the 1,200-ranked person, then the ELO system says, well, that probably means that this player is better than what the rating suggests. So they'll go up a lot more. They might go up like 40 points. I'm just picking these numbers off the top of my head. Um, and the person ranked 1,200 might go down the same amount. So it's a number designed to give a measurable quantity to the skill level of players playing the game. How was that, Pranata? I think that's a really solid in-depth answer. What I will say, I have always, always, always been on my high horse about how the battle rating that a player has, particularly at any one specific moment, is not an indicator of how much skill they have. And I'm, I've got in front of me this quote by the inventor of the system himself that he, he agrees with me. Uh, he goes, The process of rating players can be compared to measuring the position of a cork bobbing up and down on the surface of agitated water with a yardstick tied to a rope and which is always swaying in the wind. So the guy who invented the number system himself says, like, yeah, take these numbers with a grain of salt, because it's like you can't really quantify a player's skill level. Exactly, exactly. So, again, it's just 
it's meant to make matchmaking a little easier because, yeah, you probably don't want Rise to Occasion consistently pairing up against, like, a rank five, mm. like, battler or someone who just picked up the game for the first time. It's just meant yeah. to try, attempt to get players who are roughly the same skill level in the same groups so they can pair against each other. If you want to climb ELO to, like, work towards that legend rank, um, it's about trying to show that system consistent wins kind of on a, a slow curve up. And that curve could be like you went up and then maybe down a little and then you went up mm-hmm. a bit more and down. Like it doesn't have to be a smooth curve. But just showing it that you should be in that bucket of battlers up there mm-hmm. with higher ELO. Yeah, totally. Um, now the way that the GBO rating system seems to differ uh, now this could be like I I, I might have like I, I only did a brief reading on what the chess elo system is so I might be mistaken but do your own research but um, in the GBL rating system it appears that you get a standard amount of points added to your score for winning um, and then there is like a a difference of like a couple of points here or there depending on whether the person you've matched against is higher or lower. And there was someone who is in the GoCast Discord that did explain on their understanding of the rating system that the way it is set out means that it is more easy as the season goes on to reach higher ELOs because there's that kind of base level that you get for a win. That means like more points are being introduced into the system, uh, which means that you can go up a little bit faster. That's uh, <laughs> not exactly sure how that works. It's overly complicated. It's uh, probably not something that we need to <laughs> understand. Uh, really, all we need to understand is if you win, you go up. If you lose, you go down. Yes. And there's a reason why Niantic doesn't just come out and publish these numbers. It's because they don't want people to game the system. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes, if players know exactly how the system works, they're going to try to cheat it somehow. So there is a reason why the uh, it's coded in a little bit of mystery yeah. Uh, with exactly the points and things and why there can be some variation in how that mathematic formula works. One thing we can all agree on, though, maybe not all of us, but one thing I think Fish and I can agree on is there is no matchmaking algorithm <laughs> that... <laughs> Okay, that, uh, well, that ranks you based on your team. Yeah, I was gonna say that doesn't yeah, exist. There is no wrong. matchmaking algorithm, like the algorithm that people talk about. That, like, mm. oh, I'm leading Swampert four battles, and I'm winning four battles, and then the fifth one they put in a grass type as a a lead. So it's yeah. the algorithm. That's <laughs> that doesn't exist. There is no algorithm based on teams. Yeah, totally. Does it? does not exist it, well okay the scientific community would say there is no evidence to suggest as such <laughs> and there's lots of ev- and there's lots of evidence to suggest that there isn't <laughs> um all right so that's our mailbag thank you lachlan for writing in if you are on the discord server the gocast discord server you can ask a question in the pvp questions channel and we will answer that although there are many helpful people who love giving their advice as well so by the time we get there (laughs) it may be answered in very great detail already by some of the other members which is perfect that's exactly what we like yeah like the community helping each other out so it's perfect and we can just share the results 
of the question on here for all of you listeners. So let's move on to the achievements. We like to celebrate the achievements of people in the GoCast server and the Palatown PvP server, which I help run. So uh, this week, there's not much in Palatown. We just have, we've got OG Blairstoys, who's been giving us updates regularly on their ELO, and it is climbing very, very steadily to veteran. They're at 2450 last time I checked, and uh, got a 5-0 to get there. So well done to Blairstoys. On the GoCast server, we've got Triptando hit Veteran, Lachlan hit Ace, and completed the second page of their research. Jay Engineer hit Veteran, Dad hit Ace, and Mahalo High hit Rank 20. Congratulations to everyone. Fish, do you have any shameless plugs for Pallet Town or any other uh, projects you have going on? I've got two. So I... I forgot to mention it last week, but I was on the 100th episode of the Waylords podcast with Richard and Roldy uh, and Lachlan who was there as well. So um, check out episode 100, Trailblazing Our Way to 100 on Waylords. It's it's not the most family friendly. So if there are young kids or sensitive ears, then maybe give it a skip. But um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a really fun episode. And like most podcast episodes that I am on, it tends to just balloon out in in recording time we just we just end up having a lot of fun and and just don't stop so uh really fun also on the palatown pvp twitch and youtube channels we've got a new streamer joining us and that is former silf world champion vroom vroom pow is going to be streaming with us every thursday night indian time at 10 p.m so work that out in your local time zones that it should be like i imagine it's like uh early afternoon u.s time I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. So it's a so for a no. Okay, so hang on, I can work this out. So India is four hours behind where I am, and I'm at UTC nine thirty. So they're at UTC five thirty, which means that if they're going live at ten p.m., then it would go live on so you're at minus four so it'd be like it'd be around like midday to 1 p.m in on the east coast all right (laughs) i've i have i've been playing pvp against international people for so long (laughs) (laughs) i could i've just got all the time zones memorized nice very very fun that sounds like it's going to be a great stream and always happy to see pallet town growing a little bit at a time Hmm. We love hearing your feedback, everyone. If you have any questions or suggestions for me or for Fish, you can direct your feedback to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. You can also send us a voicemail or physical mail to the GoCast PO box. You can find those in the show description. And you can also find the more Fish and more DeFi-E to take you to our other projects and ways to contact us. And we'll see you next week. And may the least be in the real favor. <laughs> I was like, maybe he'll just forget. Maybe he'll just forget.